Huddle Up Podcast, we're back. It's been far too long, but uh, we are here. We are back to the off-season program. Look, we things got crazy. One hockey team amongst us went the distance, uh, and we, uh, we've been away a little while, but we want to finish off the off-season program uh, beginning here in July. We'll go through August. And before we know it, we will be back live with all of you each and every week um, as we go through the uh, the upcoming football season. Uh, but we do appreciate you uh, sticking with us, sticking with the feed, and we are glad to be uh, getting this content out to you. So make sure if you are not subscribed to the show that you do so at Hala Podcast uh, on all podcast platforms, YouTube as well. And uh, you can get us on social media, Huddle Up Podcast, on Twitter and Facebook and TikTok. And you can uh, subscribe and follow all of us on our social media as well. Uh, hit You can find that in the uh, show notes uh, for this episode. Uh, so no student of the game tonight. He is uh, doing his own thing. Um, so make sure you are following him <coughs> at the student of the game. But uh He'll be back with us, I think, for the next set of recordings, so we'll map, but we got uh, EJ, resident tool of the show. EJ, how we doing? That was a really high-pitched uh, intro, by the way, uh, for you, Jim, anyway. It that happens. was like as high-pitched as Mike's like, take three, like on Thursdays. <laughs> hey, man, you never know what's going to happen when you, you just you, you fire it off. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Look, glad to be back, though, man. That's awesome. Good, good. And uh, live from Las Vegas, Mikey B. How we doing, Mikey? Um, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, probably as excited as uh, half the WNBA roster that'll be having their All Star game here uh, this week and or something like that. I saw so should be cool. All right, sounds I good. Not done by any uh, tall tall athletes yet. So yeah. well, that's good. That's good. Um, I think uh, my brother's going to be joining us here in a little bit, but uh, we yeah. will we will get rolling nonetheless. Um, the episode tonight, uh, we are going to be talking about some of the changes in, in sports media. And, and if you've been paying attention, uh, we'll start with, um, ESPN, I think has been the most, um, <laughs> at the forefront of all this, uh, you know, a, a large series of layoffs, which, uh, if you believe even the, the people nearest the top, the Stephen A. Smith of the world, that this may not, it, the round of cuts, uh, from uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, it's all Susie Culver and um, uh, who all else? Ke- Ke- Kellerman. Um, who were the Jeff who the really Gundy. big ones? Jeff Van Gundy was a, was a big shocker. Van Gundy was a big one. Um, so there were the, you know and, and and countless personnel uh, that 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 were cut from ESPN and and there may be more uh, coming. But but changes at the top of, of ESPN and and um, so we'll we'll start there. Um, with with the firings at ESPN, uh, you know the the last couple of years we've seen a lot of turnover um, at ESPN. EJ, what was your what was your thoughts when uh, when when the news of of the ESPN layoffs, firings, however you want to however you want to call them, uh, yeah. your thoughts on, on when all that came down? I mean, it wasn't shocking because we we've been here for months, even like as early as like February, March, that they were preparing for more layoffs, more layoffs. We hear if you follow sports, I, I'm a sports media nerd, so I follow the, a lot of this stuff. I, I follow a lot of the uh, sports media like uh, podcasters and, and um and writers out there, and so I you, you hear like you know Disney especially cut cut a bunch of people in summer and all this stuff, 
And then, uh, but I, I think I'm shocked at the names that, that got that got hacked. There's some big names here. Uh, Max Kellerman, of course. Um, uh, Cole, Susie Colbert was actually a huge shock because um, she's been there what 26 years, 27 years. Yeah, very long um, time and prominent the, part of you know their the, the NFL coverage. Yeah, the biggest shock for me was Jeff Van Gundy because Jeff Van Gundy is actually on the the 18 for the NBA coverage. He, he does NBA finals, all the conference finals. He does all the big games for ABC and ESPN. So the fact that he got he got, got hacked um, says you know like wow, this is a, a big sudden change. A lot of big names, Keyshawn Johnson. Um, you name it. Um, there's like 20 names I, I remember going through that I saw that were prominent that got that got laid off. Um, very sad day, but obviously, you know, with everything coming out of COVID, um, finances, you know, obviously you gotta, you know, we, we talk about this on the wrestling podcast too a lot. You know, shareholders matter, and you know, obviously, gotta improve that that those numbers. And the only way you do that is to, you know lessen the load i guess you call it so yeah, here's the uh here's the full list boxing analyst andre ward uh yeah. sports center anchor ashley brewer chris chelios uh, nhl analyst uh college football analyst david pollock uh doug kazarian who is a betting analysis yeah uh analyst excuse me uh Gene Wojcikowski, of course, covered college football, college game Long day. Uh, Jalen Rose, NBA analyst. Uh, Jason Fitz, radio host. Jeff Van Gundy, NBA broadcaster. Uh, staff writer, uh, June Lee. Uh, Jordan Cornette, uh, who is a college basketball analyst. Keyshawn Johnson, an NFL analyst. Uh, college basketball analyst, uh, Lafonso Ellis. NFL analyst, Matt Hasselback. Uh, first take, uh, ex-first take co-host, Max Kellerman. Sports Center anchor Neil Everett, who had again he had also been with the company for uh, a couple of decades. He had been there a very yeah. long time. NBA reporter uh, Nick Friedel, NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich, uh, NFL analyst Steve Young, NFL host Susie Colbert, and uh, NFL draft analyst Todd McShay. So yeah, a lot of heavy hitters uh, let go in that bunch. Uh, you know, Col- uh, Susie Colbert, uh, Todd McShay sticks out to me. Uh, Van Gundy, like you said, Wojcikowski. Uh, David Pollock. Um, I wasn't the biggest Pollock fan, but nonetheless, I think surprising that he was let go. Um, but uh, Mike, your 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 thoughts on the the ESPN cuts from uh, from uh, I guess it was about a week ago now. A week, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say the biggest one is probably Todd McShay because of what they've done with the draft coverage and him and Kuiper and and their back and forths. Um, that's the one that sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Um, maybe it's a Todd McShay wanted more money and there's anybody that can sit here and have a show talking about stuff that nobody's inside their GM's rooms knowing exactly where people are going. So maybe they're going to go for a new Kuiper to go up against or a new uh, McShay to go up against Kuiper and try to get somebody new out of this. Um, Obviously that's, that's the standout one. David Pollock, obviously with the college game day stuff, that one was weird. Um, you know, but it's one of those things where inevitably companies are going to have to probably have these changes to, to keep going upwards in, in certain people's minds. So it's one of those where I look at it as a baseball team. You know, the guys that have been there for 20 years, they're starting to have that down, but are still getting the, the veteran money that, they, that they've rightfully earned, but it's not that they're at that number anymore. And maybe they're, it's time to trade off those and get off some new assets and see if you can create the newest version of whomever. Um, so it's it's very alarming because it is the biggest sports conglomerate in the world, and we're laying off 
big veterans, so it's it's very uh, very eye opening. So we'll see, I guess, where they go from here. But I think it's in time we'll tell who takes the positions of those people. Is there a new host for NFL Live, or are they just not going to really do it at NFL Live? Because I got rid of half of them. Yeah, with Matt Hasselback and, and Susie and, and Steve Young. So, yeah, I mean, I would I would think there's going to be some sort of uh, NFL pregame stuff. I mean, Fox does it, CBS does it on on a Sunday morning. So I would I would be uh, very surprised if the the worldwide leader uh, in in sports uh, coverage, as they they have called themselves since day one. Um, doesn't have a presence on on a Sunday morning uh, previewing the, the the day in the NFL, and of course uh, they have the fantasy coverage on ESPN two or ESPN News or whatever um, as well. Um, yeah, it's it's I you like you said EJ there 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 was talk for months that, that, that this was coming down the pipeline for ESPN. It was more a matter of who and when, not ne- uh, not necessarily if. Uh, it, it was happening, and and I guess there's still uh, potential for more. Um, and and yeah, I think you know there's a couple of names that stick out, but but also when you talk about sports center anchors and you know writers and things like that, I mean writing staffs and uh, on air staffs get cut. I mean just um, yesterday, I believe there was a the one of the bigger uh, FM sports stations in Philadelphia cut. Um, somebody from their afternoon uh, talk show um, out, out of the blue that was like I think one of the higher rated uh, talk shows um, sports radio wise in Philadelphia so it's it's kind of the way things are the the the, the way corporate America works yeah. uh, you maximize profit by cutting salaries and 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 it's a freaking medium too it's also a freaking medium like sports media like writing writers getting fired isn't really surprising because we've kind of seen for the last decade or so the 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 lack of interest in newspapers and whatnot even blogs are starting to get you know condensed some degree um and uh so you see, you see that but uh, to me the, again not, not to reiterate not to be that horse here but to me the most shocking one was really as well not, not just uh when i said the van gundy obviously but the top tom mcshay like because like their draft coverage is is part number one after football's over in february they they go ahead they go heavy on the draft coverage and mcshay yeah. and and kuiper are <laughs> One a one of the the biggest names in on, in the company for like for next three months apart leading to the draft. Yeah, and, so and I mean, the, I know I know there was a lot of people that were kind of questioning like why why did McShay get cut when Kuiper is probably making more money? And I think the the sad and simple answer is that Kuiper's not ready to retire. So if 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 ESPN cuts him loose, he's going to land on the NFL network, or he's going to land on CBS sports network, or he's going to land on Fox sports or what, you know, so he, he's going to land somewhere. And, and if there are people who beyond me, I can't understand, um, who that enjoy hearing Mel Kuyper talk. Um, but there, there will people that will follow them to wherever he ends up. Like as good you know, as McShay you know is, no, I'm not, a, I've never been a Kuyper guy. Okay. Can, okay. Um, but, but, he's the recognizable face in draft coverage. So as good as McShay is, and he's better than Kuiper, Kuiper is the one that's going to get, that's going to get the, 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 the clicks and they're going to get people to follow wherever he goes. So that, that's, that's the unfortunate thing. I mean, you, and, and, you know, ESPN still has, of course, 
you know, Stephen A. Smith and they have, um, you know, they Herb Street and Desmond Howard and Lee Corso, if, if they're if he's going to continue and the, the, the Pat McAfee deal. And I know a lot of people um, reacted to the firings and in, in, in a negative way towards the, the Pat McAfee deal that was recently announced. And it, it, I think you need to separate the idea that ESPN didn't fire people because they 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 couldn't afford them because of the Pat McAfee deal. They they could have easily still afforded um, all of the people that they let go. The they chose to release the people they released because it maximizes profit. Um, and Pat McAfee joining the ESPN family is going to be beneficial to ESPN's bottom line as well. So let, let, like let, let's make sure that we're we're keeping those points um clear as well. Uh let's bring in we got my brother uh Sean joining us from the Sean Shine state of Florida. What's up Sean? How we doing Sean? What's going on fellas? My audio all right? Yeah, you sound yep. good. Sound good. Um nice. so we're talking about uh you know the 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 layoffs, the firings at ESPN and and kind of this this changing landscape of sports media and and um just this week as well two two uh longtime institutions uh announced changes to their sports coverage the Los Angeles Times will no longer have uh like sports standings and like the sports beat in the daily paper uh anymore and the New York Times announced that they will be discontinuing uh, their sports coverage that will be centered to uh, the athletic, which I think is uh, connected to them, but uh, no, no sports coverage officially under uh, the New York Times. So, and and EJ, I think you you hit it uh, as well that it's just it it it's kind of just the nature of how things have been going. Um, but but Sean, in terms of the, the, the this changing landscape. Firings at ESPN uh, and 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 all of that. Uh, do you have any thoughts? I know you're kind of getting caught up uh, here on the whole uh, discussion, but uh, your thoughts on on what's happening in sports? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's been said so far, but um, I, I think, like you said, that changing landscape. I think we're in a world of uh, of podcasting and streaming and and uh, um, kind of instant gratification. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't get a chance to really research like um, ratings uh, of sports on television necessarily. And I know that's much harder to track nowadays with, you know, um, third party streaming sites and, and apps and, and things. It, it takes much longer to find out even, you know, even like the Super Bowl ratings. You know, it takes weeks to figure out how many people were actually watching, um, you know, and, and in a um, industry that that makes a lot of its money off advertising. It's much harder to ask advertisers for money because they, they, they can't pony as much up because they don't know how many people are actually watching your broadcast. And, and I don't, I don't know that um, how much of it's taken into ESPN and I, and I don't know their kind of back end financial situation. I'm sure they're doing fine, but um, it's, it's the kind of thing where, you know, if you're one of those kind of, old heads in the industry and you're competing against all these young guns coming out, you know, like big gym sports or whoever else, you know, you gotta, you gotta stay up to date on, on what's going on. And, um, there just may not be room for as many talking heads. You know, people don't want to see a thousand different ones. They want to get familiar with one or two, you know, and, and, uh, that's where they're going to get their, uh, their news from. Yeah. Mike, um, you know, with, 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 
uh, journalism department shutting down, things like that. Um, you know, so I guess the question will go around the panel um, is is where where do you guys? And we'll start with you, Mikey. Where like where do you get? Where do you absorb your 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 sports news media? Um, and and like what 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 do you consume? Is it is it Twitter bites? Is it you go to the uh, CBS Sports app? Do you go? Is it one central um, daily show? Like where where do you get your content? Let's let's transition to that. Um, so Sirius XM Radio. Uh, most of the time I listen to that on my way to work. Um, I'm either listening to the Fantasy Football Channel because I need fantasy help, or listening to the NFL or MLB, whatever, whatever, whatever is the move for the day on the drive in. Um, so I probably absorb enough of that there. I also go to uh, Twitter and then NBC Sports Edge, read all the little columns that they have about the players and practices and stuff like that. So it, it's a mixture of the, the the audio with doing some visual stuff. Um, I'd probably say it's more audio than anything or checking my fantasy football uh, app to see my roster and being the little blue square that says like new update about your player that you got to click on and make sure you didn't like blow out his ACL in practice. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that's kind of how I consume mine, but. Cool. What about you, EJ? Where, where do you, what's your, you know, what's, what's, what's your, your setup look like? No, my, my, uh, especially the last year or two, I've been a YouTube honk now. Like, I take all the ESPNs because, like, I, I'm a big podcast listener as well, too. But, I, but look, there's so many podcasts out there and not enough time to listen to it. So what I've learned through the years and recent years, especially, is to take things in bite size. So what I do is to, instead of watching the whole thing on first take, I'll, I'll watch the clips on first take on ESPN. I'll watch on, on ESPN's uh, uh, YouTube. But I'll also watch uh, some of my, uh, you know, Marcellus Wiley. I like his opinions. I'll, I watch first things first. Um uh, I mean, there's so there's so many um, independent ones I like also too. It's on ESPN. Um, Pat McAfee as well is another one I like to listen to a lot. Um, it's a, and there's a lot of independent people doing some really really good things also too that I lean on a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, that's how YouTube is, is like my bread and butter of my daily content in like in sports and any any medium, whether it's politics or anything or entertainment for the sort sort. So definitely, uh, YouTube is my uh, my number one go to. Cool, Sean. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a um... A rare slice. I think I'm in a in a unique minority of, um, you know, having two young kids. Uh, so, as one, that doesn't put me in the minority. But I'm also a sports transplant. So, you know, I I, I live in a, a state that I'm not from or rooting for. Uh, so, but it still comes down to convenience. And so I can kind of feel with some of these folks that are streaming from wherever. But, you know, uh, I mean, I, I I love listening to Dan Patrick and things like that. But Thank but you, as a yeah. teacher, typically I'm I'm, sure. I'm in, you know, I'm working, I'm teaching eighth grade science when, uh, when Dan Patrick's on locally. Uh, so, you know, unless I'm catching it later, which by the time I get home and see my kids is very unlikely, uh, I'm pretty much reduced to whatever I can listen to in my car on the way in, uh, which, you know, typically is, you know, if I, if I want to be quick, I'll listen to whatever the local, you know, F, uh, FM station here is uh, out of Tampa. Uh, and they're pretty good. They got some good broadcasting, uh, you know, uh, but obviously it's local and it's not stuff I'm super interested in. So it kind of just becomes sports static in the background. <laughs> uh, a lot of it, um, at least Tom Brady's gone. Uh, so the topics changed. <laughs> um, but we well, got the, the cream sickle jerseys today. That was the big. Saw that. 
Yeah, that was yeah. the big I topic. Saw the saw the cream sickles coming in, and I'm a little more concerned with Kelly Green, but uh, you know that's kind of where where my third jersey is. Uh, you got to make a purchase here soon, but um, yeah, I you know I'll stream uh, the fanatic out of Philadelphia uh, via the app because it's one that I can open quickly on my home screen. Uh, but even then, a lot of mine is reading quick blurbs. I'm catching scores. Uh, I'm trying to piece together my own storylines uh, based on the quick information I can get. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing now yeah. is like they find an app that's easy for them to navigate, that gives them headlines, that they can read a quick blurb, they can check a score. It sends them notifications. And I don't even have to click on the article. I'll read the headline and be like, all right, Phil's picture, blah, 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 15-day DL. Got it. <laughs> be like, that's, that stinks. You know? Uh, <laughs> you know, and if it sounds really interesting, like, well, get a load of this play. I have – they have 15 seconds to get me to decide whether to click that right. on. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't know if, if that makes me feel feel younger or older. Uh, <laughs> but um, We're somewhere in yeah, between. I think, I think when you're just super busy and you're, you're tied into a lot of things and you're trying to, you know, get what's convenient – um, that's going to hurt, you know, the big, the big folks that are getting shut down You know, no one's going to go out and buy a paper and read, read the, read all the articles in the morning. You know what I mean? Uh, they're not even going to subscribe to a paper when you can get that information sent right to you the moment it happens. And, um, yeah, so, so my slice is not my ideal. I would love to be where EJ is with the podcast and with everything else, and, uh, getting to like, just keep absorbing it, you know, but, uh, you know, I got to, I got to pick my battles. Of course. Yeah, I mean, for me, I because Blippy doesn't do sports, no, so maybe you know, maybe there's a market there. Like the, the there's like, one where he goes to a baseball stadium, like the cartoon, like <laughs> the kids' cartoon sports reporter. Like they did the NHL this year did that broadcast where the it was the Capitals and the Rangers, but they did it with uh, they they made it like cartoon. I don't, I don't even remember what the cartoon show was that they like when someone in, someone had like spongebob or someone it wasn't spongebob yeah it was some sort of nickelodeon cover the nickelodeon does the, the nfl, NFL like two nfl games where they have like the slime touchdown thing yeah. then cool, espn like NFL double dare yeah the espn partnered with i forget what the cartoon was but it was the capitals and rangers but like they simulcast it and animated it at the same time and they were in like this whatever town this cartoon was in what? and yeah it was it big was big wild greens. what was that uh the nhl big city greens classic yes. oh, yeah my, my son loves that show dude and that was, and that was the show yeah so they were yeah so they had like they had cartoons of the players but then some of the players would be like supplemented by characters from the show and but it was in real time so it was a, it was a That's real time bad. yeah I'm it was gonna, it was a wild broadcast that they did it in real time. I'm sure you can find video of it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's something I'm going to pull up. Um, that, that's going to happen. You know, and and it's one of those things. Like you, 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 there's there's that struggle of, well, how do we get how do we get people to keep watching? Well, you know, parents have kids. Well, maybe if we can get, you know, if dad can sit down with the kids and watch car watch a cartoon sport, maybe that'll work. Um, but yeah, for me, I I mean, I used to be a everyday live dan patrick listener um and and i don't anymore i've changed jobs like i, I don't get a, ch a chance even to absorb as much content as i used to uh just by the nature of my job um so i will like listen to dan patrick 
depending on like who the guest is. I'll listen to him more during football season because like I'm not the biggest NBA guy. I'm not even the biggest Major League Baseball guy. He doesn't touch on hockey much, so like he's he's it's more during football season. Um, and and I honestly rely on a lot of independent um broadcasters and podcasters. I mean, I know we have like our little circle of friends um that that does stuff. I mean, the reason Kyle's not here is due to the game. You know, he's he's doing his thing uh tonight. So um and there's this there's this group of people that I follow through this medium that, that we have created that I, I I follow and I rely on beat writers because with the exception of you know, like the Phillies, the Hershey Bears, um, all of my teams aren't local. So it's like I'm relying on writers and people I follow on Twitter to get the the majority of my news out of South Bend or out of Dallas or out of Washington, Baltimore. So, you know, it's it's that that, that's where I absorb it because I don't I I don't it's there's there's way too much. There's way too much content um, to take in. and like Sports Center, and this will kind of transition to the second part of the the topic tonight. But like I remember growing up, for me, I'm sure you guys are in the same boat that like Sports Center, especially Monday, Dan Patrick, Keith Olbermann, the big show, like oh that God. that was must see TV. You know, plays the week, and you know, it, like it, it, it was absolutely like must see TV, and for real. Um, now I, I honest to God, couldn't tell you the last time I watched sports center. <laughs> I think well, the I mean, last the other, time the I watched the other big thing to remember, you know, from, from growing up is, is, uh, I mean, sports center, they, they put everything they had into it. And, um, I mean, for a good part of our childhood, it ran from 7am to like, 1 p.m. Yeah, and that was it. Like Re- back, rerun. back, back to like, like they would rerun the, but they would like redo the show. Like I don't mm-hmm. think it was a straight rerun because later in the morning, like there would there would be some stories that were different. Like it would still be breaking. Yeah, but they were doing Sports Center like the so like if, as long as you could hop in. And sometimes you know, some days the anchors would change. Like you would have the seven to seven to nine a.m. anchors. Yeah, that was your that was your morning drive, so to speak, quote unquote. While right. people are getting ready for work and eating breakfast and that this and that, and then you would have your your second tier anchors would take over once everybody's at work and school. Yeah, and then they have like they would have like a midday sports center, and then they would have like late night sports center would run past midnight. Yeah, you know, and and I mean, last time I watched sports center was probably I know Van Pelt does his like I think he calls it sports center like it, it is yeah the like I've I've watched that occasionally. Good show. Yeah, Van Pelt's but, great. Uh, Van Pelt's great. Van Pelt's real good, uh, but but yeah, and you know then ESPN News broke, and I remember that was like a big like I started you know sometimes watching that because it was basically Sports Center without the frills, but it was nonstop. Like, yeah, at any time yep. I had time, I could turn it on, and so like that was like a big play. But uh, but I'm with you, man. Uh, I mean ESPN times have changed. There's other programming. Well, know, and I mean we have we the, have the self we we have Sports we Center we have pocket. what Sports Center gave us. Yeah, in our pocket at all times. I think probably the last full episode of Sports Center that I watched was a couple of years ago. There was an anniversary episode, and Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann hosted the show. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the last time that I watched because it was Olbermann's like, like Olbermann's like sixty now. How yeah, Dan Patrick's in his, Dan Patrick's sixty four. 
Yeah, but he hasn't aged. But I mean, as a pair, like on that set, from like what you remember growing up, how old did the two of them? Oh, they looked. I gotta, I gotta watch that. They looked so old because, like, back in the day, it was an old school news set. You know, it's 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 a it's an old it's yeah. a regular desk, two guys and a couple of screens. Now it's these two old men in this green screen multimedia universe, <laughs> and it was I feel like for a re- for like a flashback show they probably yeah. should have made that green screen they should have normal. it was it was <laughs> yeah, sur- right? it was surreal watching it i do remember yeah. that um it's funny it's funny because like i'm nerd alert here i've been doing a little bit of like an nba re- rewatch um on on youtube and somebody made it like a big, playlist, a, a big playlist of like the 1993 season but what they did it, t- it took You're all the music no why yeah well i'm a diehard they they did it they did it all the entire season with clips and it's mostly ESPN. So watching the, the highlights of all these games and seeing sometimes you'll see uh Linda Cohen and You're and, a uh, loser somebody else. Or you'll have uh <laughs> or they'll have like say Oldman and, and, and Patrick. And then I'm watching them like this is the classic this is what's what's what was Sports Center back then. This is this is this is the, the Stupid you know? So that, that, oh, that I love that, I love when I do get a chance to watch like, you know, if I if I'm you know, whether it was when I still had cable or whether it's I'll see like a link to like you know, I mean, obviously, if I'm rewatching Super right. Bowl 52 or something like that, but um, well, why, why, would you do that? why would you do that? Sometimes it'd be just a classic game, or it'll be like the Miracle at the Meadowlands, which, by the way, is, uh, Miracle at the Meadowlands 2, uh, Michael Vick, the Michael Vick charge. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They have that condensed to about six minutes, and it's it's from the point that the Giants had their biggest lead of the game, and it's just shut Eagles your ass back in six minutes, and it's I'm like, first it, of all, brilliantly edited, because uh, it's. A chance to just watch Mike Vick do it, but but I understand what you mean because you're hearing familiar voices, and then they'll cut to like mm-hmm. guys you still see. Like it'll be like I don't even, I don't remember if it was Aikman and Buck on that broadcast or not. It was, it was. But but they cut to and you're like Joe Man. Buck yourself. Oh well, Joe Buck Joe Buck hasn't aged as much as Aikman, but like you look at Aikman now versus even five years ago, rough. And it's like man. Like, uh, Dan like Patrick, year, 66, by the way. He has to stand in front of the same pickup truck and just what, get drilled with What, Jim? Him. Dan Patrick, 66 years old, by the way. This is fantastic. He looks fantastic. Uh, he's he's aging. He's aging. I mean, he's uh, older, but he looks but, good. But, he, I mean, he looks better at 66 than I look at 38, so I, I yeah, can't I, mean, I can't fault the man. Well, t- t- take the hat off. Maybe you'll, you know, never mind. Yeah. I'm balder yeah, than I mean, you are, EJ. That's all the Cowboys have, buddy. <laughs> there's two different he looks greats, and they both sound the same because we say it with the same inflection. But there's the uh, he actually looks great, or he looks great now that I know he's 66. Right, <laughs> right. You know, for 66, he looks real good. Yeah. It's like, well, what if I told you I lied and he's actually 55? You're like, Jesus, he looks Ooh, terrible. He looks. You know? By the way, he's also another one. One of my in my daily also too. I go through the clips of his show throughout the day. If it's something he's interesting, I'll I'll listen to that segment. He, so, yeah. yeah, he's he's. Still, I'm gonna design a sports app that like AI builds all of their voices, takes all their voices, and you can take any headline, any article you want, and you can have any of them read it to you. Any you any that, sports it's personality, happen. it's gonna happen at some point. Yeah, any sports you. personality you want, that would be a brilliant. I mean, app. you can go on TikTok I and hear Elvis listening. sing "Baby Got Back," so we're not we're yeah. not far from this. But I love I. listening to Marv Albert, so I'm gonna have him read all my sports to me for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's go to the second part of uh, of, of tonight's uh, tonight's show, and and it is yes. talking it is talking about our our favorite sports sports talk shows, platforms, personalities, 
Um, you know, and I, I'll kick us off. We'll just kind of round robin, bounce around the room. It's just kind of a, a open gym, so so to speak. Um, but but damn, yeah, you could do a spinoff show called Open Gym. I should. That's that. Yeah, you know man. what? Honestly, Whoa. honestly, I'm actually pissed How at myself. That that's that's what my that's what my everything else podcast should be called. It should be Open yeah, just Gym. Open Gym. Um, but uh, actually, Until well, somebody guts you. That could also like, be well, a. I guess I told. It could you. also be the, the a dirty podcast. But anyway, that's just a whole it separate battle. <laughs> um, but Dan Patrick's my number one. Dan Patrick will always be my number one when, when we're we're talking about this because it, it it's. I mean, it, it started watching Sports Center as a kid. Like he he was he was the big show. He was number one. He was Monday morning. Um, and then when when once I got out of college and I started getting really back into sports, listening to sports radio, it was holy shit, Dan Patrick show. And and I I listened to that straight every day for at least four or five years. And and it's it's still a show that that I absorb as much as I can. Um, Super Bowl week is always must. Like, I don't always watch their show because it is it simulcast video on Peacock every day. Um, but Super Bowl week, I always watch it because he always has a stu- like a special studio set up um, at wherever the Super Bowl is. Always has tremendous guests, so like I will always watch the week of of Super Bowl week. Um, well, I'll tell you this: I'll, I'll agree with you on Dan Patrick in that. But I don't know. I don't know about best because I mean, obviously, we're talking about like the show and like his whole career. Like, I feel like ESPN in the heyday had a 1A and a 1B. Uh, and if Dan Patrick was Hulk Hogan, who had the long career, who had, like, different changes, whatever, they had an ultimate warrior, and it was Chris Berman. And Chris oh, yeah. Berman – the only difference is Chris Berman was around first. That's the only thing. That's yeah, Berman was yeah. day one, right? But, but yeah, oh, yeah I mean, day Berman one, yeah, absolutely. There, yeah, until he – I think it was failing health was pretty much why he why he's no longer there. He just He just couldn't – couldn't do it right yeah. he's he's not on any he's doing prime he's only doing prime time now okay um, yeah i know and he, it's like bits like it's like it's not like whole shows pretty much from what i understand there's one show but on man Sunday. the home run derby nfl replays uh you know nfl covered I, he did some live games i mean like but man his ability to improvise and be entertaining was way mm-hmm. bigger than than dan patrick is dan patrick might be at the core of things like funnier but he's like you know, he's the David Spade, and Chris Berman is the Chris Farley. Both are yeah, genius. Yeah, Patrick's but they're very stoic. Different. He's by the script almost. Yeah, no, Chris Berman, but Chris Berman growing up, I mean, that was ESPN to me. That was the back, 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 gone. Like, I still, when I'm watching a clip of a home run, in my head, I hear back, I, back, I, back, the, back, 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 Monday back, night watching. I remember, I remember a world where Chris Berman holds a primetime by himself. Yeah. And if it wasn't was for Harry Callis's out of here coming in on a, two out of every three home runs. It would be that every time. Yeah, I mean, watching the home run derby two nights ago, there was one, and it was a little bit different because now they they don't wait until they don't wait until the the, the yeah. home run lands no, to I hit mean, the next one, so you, you don't get to track as to many. That forty the, was it Rodriguez hit forty one home runs, and it was like. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, bam. it was just like, insane. Him trying to back, back, back those. But yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't watch the home run anymore gotta watch my volume as much kids. but uh but yeah it, it's yeah I, I was i heard the back 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 in my head uh mikey who's who's who to, who tops your list uh my go-to for my daily sports listening is the patrick mcafee uh i listen to the pat mcafee show on a daily basis 
Uh, I love the energy that he brings. It makes it fun. Um, so Pat McAfee's my guy. Um, baseball specific, I listen to the Baseball is Dead podcast with uh, Dallas Braden and Jared Carabas. Uh, that's a fun one to listen to. Um, they get some interviews with some current guys, so it's fun to hear some stuff that, that they get to talk about that you don't get from other shows, so that's a plus. Um, and then NFL, it's just like the Fantasy Insiders. Like I don't I don't necessarily like zone in on a single yeah. football podcast, aside from the Huddle Up podcast, which you can find right here on the Huddle Up Inc. Incorporated uh, Bing. Thread. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Nice. EJ. Uh, show wise, like I'm, I, I must say, I sprinkled in, you know, some of the ESPN shows, like, you know, first things first, first take, the whole nine. But in terms of shows that I listen to entirely every day, Dan Lebertard. Dan Lebertard to me is like, man, it's not just uh, sports stuff, but also it's it, it's a kind of. I feel like at first stuff. I hated Dan Lebertard. And then after like three or four, maybe 12 times of like watching clips, of, I just kind of like, and then maybe I made it through a whole show. Uh, I really got into Also, his dad's hilarious yeah i've also been a fan i've also been a fan since the very beginning of the show remember the show's yeah. local here in, in he South definitely Florida. knows his stuff oh yeah i mean he, remember the show's local in south in miami for you know 18 almost 20 years now next year be 20 years so i've been since, since 2004 so it went national like years later but yeah know. i think i only really caught him obviously yeah. once he went national you know right. and, and was yeah. like a big deal then right i mean it's still a big fan of the show now i, I mean there's a lot of different voices now in the show which, which i could take a miss sometimes but um Overall, the core of the show, I do love it still. It, 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 and now it's, it's on its own platform, a lot more looser language and stuff of that nature. So it's cool. Well, yeah. And for me, like, I know you guys are go- going with your favorites. I mean, I know Chris Berman, I pointed out, like, I wanted to just kind of be the, you know, the Farley to his spade. But, like, for me, the broadcast that, like, and it's it's another ESPN, but, like, not really, like, other than Dan Patrick, the one show that I used to, and it used to time itself real well with one of my schedules, uh, and I don't even think he does it anymore, but Jim Rome was oh, yeah. incredibly entertaining uh, and very good at what he did. Allegedly. A complete asshole. Uh, com- complete ass. And, and I think in real life, I would absolutely despise him. And, I, and I'm and i pretty sure that our viewpoints on life are very different. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, uh, I would think so, yes. Yeah. But um, but man, as a as a, a show and as an experience and as like a cult following, Jim Rome was one of the best the thing about jim rome he made sports talk into a sports into an art form like it's yeah. a real art form and he's he's fantastic like you can take a leave him. i i he's a, i'm a watch more of all time i think we had a, a, a podcast on this a couple years ago jim me you and kyle yeah i think and so jim rome's all on my Rushmore. and he's like and he's he's just i don't know how much of his on-air personality is his actual personality and i'm sure it's like all blended together in his life by now I but like I think he really built a persona and was like, it's almost like a late night talk show where it's yeah. like, I, I need to just be this person because nobody's this much of a, you know, ass like, and, and he'd get athletes on that, that um, like the Jim, Jim slash Chris Everett. Oh my God. Like explodes when like he actually got an athlete to physically assault him because he just kept pushing the button. I'm like, that was kind of the origin of like what he became. Yeah. You know, it was like he, he toned it down and he kind of became larger than life and people started to know who he was, but, but man, that was kind of like, and and boy, was that great for his career. Yeah. And I mean, he's one of those guys that like demands 
a certain level out of callers. Like and like if you if you bore him, like he'll cut you, he'll cut you off. Like oh, he'll probably sure. He's one of those guys that like yeah if you're if you're gonna call in you you got you got to be ready to roll like you got you got to be on point because he'll I'm he'll pretty sure I tried calling into his show once and like while on hold was like I'm not gonna do this yeah I, I, like, I, just, like, I there was there was somebody, somebody else like, said and I can't the same point as me and like did it better and I was like uh... there was a late night host uh, who is probably 15 years ago now on Fox Sports that. Uh, that I was that was similar like uh, you could tell he was like a a a student of the Jim Rome school so to speak and um I kind of did that thing where I'm like I was on hold and I I panicked I was just like I'd never called into a sports talk show before and I just kind of panicked because I'm like this dude's gonna freaking like roast me um but uh yeah like Rome yeah Rome's great um or was I haven't listened to him in, in years honestly Still on. Yeah, I have no idea what he's doing. Yeah, I think he's what CBS Sports uh, now. Um, But and that doesn't and this doesn't even get into our list of like, you know, play by play guys and like color guys. Oh God, that goes because that's. I mean, pretty much if I get a chance to tune into sports, I'm going to try to watch something live if I can. I I mean, to be honest, my whole life I haven't done a ton of, you know, sports content. Uh, You know, I I, I've kept that. You know, I've, I've done a lot of it. But it would, uh, most of my sports time is spent watching something that's going on right now. Yeah. You know, I don't right. care if it's ping pong from China. If it's live, I'm into it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like watching competition. China. Um, there uh, you go. Um, yeah. Thanks, no, like, Don. like, honestly, like when I when I think about sports, sports media personalities, a lot of it goes back to more when we were kids, like Stuart Scott and Rich Eisen on. Sports Center. Rich Eisen is still he's still great. Anything? He's still great. Eisen's still great. Eisen's yeah. still fantastic. Isn't Love that anything though? Like, yeah. Like you just kind of have your developmental period, where like you're like absorbing everything and you're honing in on what you like and what you want and what you want to be and what you want to watch and what you want to do, and then you just we focused on it and like that was what we got familiar with and then things start changing and you're like these young people will never understand you know and I feel like that's kind of where. You know, I'm not going to speak for you guys. That's kind of where I'm at, where I'm like, I want it to be familiar. And everyone's cashing in on that now, by the way. Hence, Cream Sickle and Kelly Green Jersey. Oh, yeah. I but, mean, the, the NHL, the last. is is insane. Two of the last three NHL seasons. They, they made appeal to the young people to get them to watch. They made a but shitload of money on the reverse retros. It's our generation that now has jobs and money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, it's. So yeah, we're it's, the ones that are buying things. So they need our kids to watch, but still get our money too so like our kids are going to watch fancy programming but in that programming they're going to wear jerseys that remind us of our youths and we're going to go i need one of those whatever's old is you again yeah <laughs> we need a new old that's what we yeah. need yeah no that's that that's what it is that's what it is um so yeah let's let's kind of close on that let's go around your favorite uh your favorite play-by-play or color uh commentator or, or you know your your favorite broadcast team of uh of all time then we'll close oh, up team. this one Ooh. um it, well any any however you want to interpret it favorite live sports broadcaster team what have you we'll 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 go with that um ej we'll start with you god i mean obviously all time is it's madden summerall who's the one, the one fucking with that <laughs> let's be real Okay, that's the, so that's the we've, we've hit the Beatles. Let's that's, right, that's exactly. That's not, even, that's not even interesting. Um, I've always like right, Mar- I've always loved Marv Albert and Mark, Mike Fratello. 
Okay. Did the NBA and NBC back in the day. Marv Albert's the voice of the NBA in my yep. head. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Times. yep. Top of the key. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I, refi- I refuse to believe that the NBA is on any network key. that isn't NBC. Like, I just refuse to believe it. It may, it may be coming back very soon. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, how about you? Um, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of like a, a group off the beaten path. Um, the old uh, prior to his passing of uh, Red Sox, uh, who was it? Damn it, Remy Jerry Remy. Okay, him and Don Orsello when they were together before Don went to San Diego. I would when my MLB Sunday ticket or the, the the season ticket. I would watch, and the chemistry that those two guys had was like outrageous. And then the the whole they let you know him go, and now he's in Slam Diego, and you know he's the face of Slam Diego. So you know that sucked. Um, on a national scale, give me Joe Buck in the World Series. I don't really care who his partner is. I hate that he's so good at covering baseball. <laughs> you know, as long as it's not a Yankees there's, game. There's a lot I'm of Buck haters, man, but Buck is a fan. He's, he's so good. Covering a Yankees game. I mean, he's he it's is really worst. good at baseball. And give me him for seven nights in the late October, early November, and that guy will paint you a story better than probably anybody if it, I, I will say this: if if you if you aren't a, aren't a Joe Buck fan or whatever, listen listen to interviews he's done with Howard Stern. Listen to interviews he's done with um, uh, Preston and Steve out of out of Philly. Um, and I like because I kind of used to be the same way. I was never nearly as big of a of a Joe Buck hater as a lot of people are, but I was never like a Joe Buck fan until I heard some of these interviews where he just talks about his career and his life and why he is uh, the way he is sometimes with things. And I, and I have a different appreciation and, and love for Joe Buck. So the, I, I will, I will toss that in there. Uh, Sean, who are your, uh, who's your favorite um, broadcast team or personality? I mean, well, well, I'll say this about Joe Buck is, is baseball gives him the ability to slow down his voice. And, and not that he's not good at covering football. He's fine. Like he's got a great voice for pretty much any sport there is, except maybe hockey. I, I just don't see him saying the name Constantino. <laughs> you know, I just don't see it. Uh, but but baseball really gives him a chance to kind of calm down, slow down, and it's clearly the sport he grew up watching. Uh, and um, and he's one of the best at it. it. Just don't let me hear him call a Yankees game. It's just it, I don't like the the, the sway. Uh, but. Uh, personally, you know, you go to a national scale. I mean, NBA, like I said, Marv Albert's always the voice. I always enjoyed uh, Emmerich covering the NHL. Yeah. A huge fan. Um, but, um, you know, uh, but it's hard on a national scale. There's just so many, you know, you know, Madden is the voice of, of football pretty much, um, you know, as far as, you know, boom. But, uh, but for me, it's, it's amazing how, and I hope it doesn't change that, um, that the, the, the slow attention, the, the lowering of the attention span of people, I hope it doesn't change the fact that local teams and their broadcasts have a voice. Mm-hmm. And that voice carries on for a long time. Mean, obviously, guys will come in and go until you find it. But for me, Harry Callis and the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, I mean, Harry Callis was a part of that 
organ. I mean, he was a part of the organization. It wasn't just yeah. a voice of the organ. Like, I mean, he, I mean, he was, uh, you know, his renditions of high hopes and his involvement with like the, the wives, uh, you know, charity functions. And he had his own charity fun. He just kind of became this, this immense persona. And, and, um, and it's still like, I mean, I know he passed away, like, right after they won a World Series. And like, that's like an even bigger thing. But like, it's just you hear his voice and like, you get chills. And I try to remember, I'm like, did I get the same chills when he spoke when he was alive? And I think I did. Because it was just, and he used to do like NFL film stuff, too. I mean, it was oh, yeah, like he did he NFL games, did, NFL films, his, uh, his, his voice just rings and it, and it and you can't think about anything else. When he was describing a game, like I could listen to him broadcast games on the radio and, and I know whatever higher power you believe in, if there's a, if there's a sporting event happening in heaven or whatever you believe in, I, I, I got a, I got a feeling Harry Callis is, is one of the voices on the mic. Uh, Cause it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So that, that, that's my one. And it's, it's, it's not close. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, on a national scale, like doc Eberk uh, always doing hockey was, was st- stuck out to me. Um, I, I I would be remiss if I if I left Al Michaels out of this. I think it's a shame that oh, it, yeah, at the end of his career, he's he's saddlebagged with Kirk Herbstreit no, doing NFL no, and that's games. That's what I should have said, but yeah, no, that's, um, that's spot on. Al, Al Michaels is so good, but but for me, I I I like I like the the local sports. I mean, Johnny Miller doing Orioles games growing up. Oh. Were, well, Johnny Miller's a voice of baseball. He's the voice of baseball. Johnny, if you had Johnny Miller next to Joe Buck, it would be a. Um, but but to me, my my number one, and it, and it's and it goes to my my number one sport. Um, God, Johnny Miller, and it's it's kind of a tie. Bill, Bill Morgan used to do the the Sunday night baseball. Yeah, him and Joe Morgan. Great too. Was awesome. That was a great pairing. Yeah, Morgan and Morgan and Miller were fantastic. Yeah. It was real good. Yes. I'm yes. glad you brought up Miller because that 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 pairing deserved to be mentioned. That that's mm-hmm. good. But but mine it's it's kind of a tie and it's it's the coverage of the Washington Capitals. Um if if you're on the radio side, John Walton who started his well not started his broadcasting career but started with the Capitals uh organization when the the Hershey Bears when he was the Hershey Bears broadcaster and he's now the the radio play-by-play announcer for the Capitals. Um, he is, he, in my opinion, is the best, um, radio broadcast is down here. Yeah. Dave Michigan is down in Tampa. Michigan does a, I mean, I've heard some of the lightning games on the radio down here and uh, yeah, Michigan, yeah, Michigan was great. Uh, and Dan Kamal had done the, the Atlanta thrashers. He had been the bear. So there's the, the last three Hershey bears, uh, broadcasters uh, were doing the, the NHL. Um, and those guys are all good. Um, but, but, uh, Joe Beninati and Craig Lachlan that do the, the capitals on NBC Beninati sports, Washington, um, are, are fantastic. Um, every, every regional broadcast will have their homerism to it and they absolutely should because you're covering a team regionally, but they will also call it like it is. And just their, their voice, their pairing, they've been doing capitals games for 25 years, plus together and it's my hope that they don't that doesn't change until they retire but uh they are absolutely my uh my number one way for more sure fun segment than i thought it was going to be this oh, little mini seg. Oh, well, this is my this is, dumb, this is my wheelhouse i love anything media anything because like you media. could really break all sports down and be like sideline reporters and be like everything like, i mean there's so many oh god yeah because there's there's skill sets for all of the positions Absol- that, yeah you know, people get there's sideline reporters that get promoted that just are not 
you know, play by play or color people, you know, um, and they try like fancy things like bringing in Dennis Miller to do color. And you're like, this didn't work. My, my, my favorite team of all time uh, outside of last about and Albert is a uh, shout out to like my old the old school Miami Heat uh, team of Eric Reed still who's with the team after all these years and Dr. Jack Ramsey Hall of Famer. Nice. They, that was my favorite pairing. Of all time, Eric Reed and uh, Jack, Jack, Did Jack Bill Ramsey. Walton used to do games with Marv Albert. Was that like a he pairing? would he would do? There were there were times NBC would do a trying to think of Albert's pairing. No, he did. Like he used to he would jump some. in at times. He he would have once in a while. So I remember when they did NBC. It would be Fratello Alberts with the core group. Yeah. But once in a while, I'm not a huge NBA guy in general. Right, right. Uh, but growing up, I was. But back uh, then, and, that's and what I it was. remember the voice of Marv Albert, but Bill Walton's voice rings in my head. Bill Walton's a great oh, basketball yeah. voice as well. And NBC, like that, like and his was, son sounds exactly like. Him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you have Magic. They'll have a third man group. You have Magic in there once in a while. They'll have Walton once in a while, whatever. And then the the West Coast games will have like um, Dick Enberg, do the the. And Enberg used to do uh, Dick football. Enberg with uh, Steve Steve yeah, Snapper Jones and Bill Walton too, also with that as well. So yeah. So did Paul Horning, but we know yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, one of one of my favorite uh, guys that did Notre Dame football in recent years was Mike Tirico. Uh, the year Tirico, really? well, Tirico's a great broad. Tirico, Tirico, and Tony Dungy Man, was does was he calm your life down. Um, but like, now, like, like in today's world, Tirico would be a great person to put on the air because people are so high paced. Tirico's got one of those voices, much like Harry Callis, yeah. <laughs> like very different voices. Great you, therapy. But like where it just calms <laughs> your ass down. He's great there. Yeah, now Notre Dame is like, Jason oh, okay. Garrett and yeah, all right, Jack Collinsworth. Say? So, By the way, college football, voice, Keith Jackson's the greatest of all time. Oh, without question. Without question. Oh, man. Touchdown Miami. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if we had gone by sport, we might have. We might have. Sport and, you know, included college. <laughs> There he is. Yeah. Oh, Nelly. All right. That's where we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, you can follow us uh, on, our, on all of our social media. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, EJ, uh, as we close this one up. Um, join us. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast feed because uh, we have more off-season content that's going to wrap up the off-season over the next month and a half uh, before we are back live the last week of August will be when we go live for the new season. We'll be back live every Tuesday night. But uh, make sure you're subscribed on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, everywhere else. Get our YouTube channel as well. Our merchandise over at tpublic.com. Uh, Actually, just today uh, from tpublic, if you're a tie-dye person, uh, you can get tie-dye shirts uh, over on our store now. So that's a thing. Um, thank you, T Public, for that. But uh, follow us on all of our social media. You can get all of our personal Twitters in the episode notes and uh, tell your friends about the show. And uh, until next time, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win. <laughs>